right, hello, and welcome everyone back to another episode of The Publisher Lab. I am Tyler Bishop, and alongside me as always, Shelby King. Shelby, what's going on today? Uh, great. Well, you know, we're gearing up for our Puptelligence events that we have um, coming up in L.A. That's actually the first thing I wanted to talk about. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I, we we record these things on Thursdays, uh, and we release them on Fridays. And I know that uh, you and I have been working hard on the, this event, and so we were both kind of like throw some water on our, on our faces today for today's podcast. So usually in my experience, Shelby, whenever you record things, when you're kind of like, uh, tired or been working really hard, they end up being really good or really bad. So audience, it, you're going to ultimately be the judge of whether or not this thing stays on or off the rails today. So uh, hopefully you'll stick with us and hopefully uh, somehow this turns into some kind of energy that uh, we can use for good, right? Definitely. Uh, Pub Intelligence is an event that started off as a event that we hosted alongside Google. And so we would host these at Google offices around the world. Um, we last year we held one in uh, San Francisco earlier this year we held one at their offices in New York where YouTube is and they've been really successful and I think what makes them so good is that they're publisher only we don't allow vendors or anyone else to come and that leads to a really great networking environment and where we have these speakers that can come in and address things specific to that audience so I don't know about you, Shelby, but if you've ever heard somebody talk broadly about something like SEO or something like that, they may or may not like get to the heart of like how it could impact something that you're working on. And so this allows someone that may be speaking on a topic of SEO or, or uh, you know, website infrastructure to really address how does this pertain to publishers. And I think that specific information is why on the exit surveys that we've done for these types of events, 100% of people say this info, information was healthy, help, helpful. We've only had one person ever say that they didn't want to be invited back again from hundreds and hundreds of attendees. So I don't know what that person's problem was, but um, yeah, the events are really exciting. And so who do we have speaking so far? I know who the yeah. first speaker is. Well, wouldn't that be you and John Cole? You, usually I help kick off the event. So I, this is, it feels very self-promotional at this point because I, am, I, I do host these events alongside our, our partners at Google. And in this case, we also have uh, some friends at SimRush that are actually helping us uh, to organize the, the event as well. I actually call it SimRush, and I've called it SimRush on the podcast, although they do internally call it SEMrush. So I should probably start correcting myself there. But uh, so our, our friends there will be helping us promote this event and organize it. But yeah, John Cole, uh, who we've heard on the podcast before, my former host, co-host, uh, him and I usually kick off the shows. And you got a bit of a preview of some of the content that we're going to have because I prefaced it earlier in a phone call that we were on where I said that I was going to do magic. Mm-hmm, right. So for those of you <laughs> that are coming, you have a very special treat. Um that's really exciting. I think it'll be a great way to start off. Your response to my comment about magic, it, I felt like there was almost a collective eye roll about it. When I said magic, you, I felt this like aura of like, oh God, don't do magic. When executed well, magic <laughs> tricks are really cool. So the anticipation for the magic trick is it's just, it's going to keep me up at night. Yeah, I think so. If you're an audience member and you're considering attending or you're planning to attend these events, um, you can you can basically rest assured knowing that one of two things is going to happen. You're going to either see a really cool magic trick or you're going to watch me fail at a magic trick, which also I'm assuming would be entertaining for everyone. Right, right. And yeah, so we're super excited. Um, 
Looks like we also have a presentation from a Google webmaster, too. Yeah, actually, uh, I just got off the phone earlier today with the member of Google's team uh, that will be speaking and also joining us for a panel. Uh, I can't give too much away yet because it's not 100% finalized. They're usually pretty close to the vest with this kind of stuff. But I can say we do have uh, a leader from the organization coming. They're going to be talking about stuff that has not been talked about anywhere else. And they're going to be sharing kind of the roadmap for the way that Google is going to approach mobile for the basically the next couple of years. And it includes kind of the reorientation of how they view AMP, uh, PWAs, and a lot of other stuff. And so uh, it'll be a really good opportunity to kind of see Google's roadmap for the future. As a publisher, I don't think there's anything you could do that would be smarter than to understand what Google's going to do into the future. And if you're not satisfied with what they have to say, uh, they're going to join us on a panel at the end of the day. So you can kind of fire away questions, which usually Google gets the hard ones at the end. So That's also entertaining, probably just as entertaining as, as magic. Um, so that one takes place on September 13th. Um, it's an all-day conference, yeah. and uh, we also have um, a workshop taking place the next day for those who would like to stay and attend that. Yeah, so we have a paid workshop going on the next day, and I think that really stems from basically we hear publishers all the time that, that, that come to these events that basically say afterwards, hey, I'd like to stick around and basically figure out how to do a lot of the things that got talked about, um, whether that's working with uh, us or Google or, in this case, SEM Rush, who's our partner. And so we're going to be doing a, basically a three-hour workshop. Um, and we actually might have another gentleman join us that's kind of an expert in website speed that's going to present some case studies and things like that. So basically all the different things that you want to do with your site, get more traffic, make it faster, um, make it make it make more money. Um, we're going to be doing a workshop basically kind of honing in on exactly what you can do uh, in the workshop the next day. The conference is probably a little bit more broader, kind of showing you what the industry is doing and then also giving you probably some you know pretty actionable things that, that you should be thinking about, especially in the future, some planning-oriented stuff. And then also the ability to ask questions of the experts and to network, obviously, which is something that I think is really valuable to everyone. But the workshop, I think, is a good opportunity to kind of really get your hands dirty with this stuff. Uh, genuinely, I put a lot of effort into these. Um, and the reason being is that we try to make these educational events. If you think, you know, there's something about this that seems like it's some kind of pitch, um, I can tell you... The sole focus that I have in organizing these things uh, along with Google and their focus as well is to not try to sell anybody on any particular products or ideas or anything. It's really to provide something that's valuable, valuable to publishers for free that's actually free of all those other types of noises. So no ad networks attend. There's no agendas here. There's no uh, advertisers. It's just an uh, event for publishers to share ideas and to put experts up front to where they can share with you basically what they see the future of this industry shaping up to look like. Right. Perfect. All right. So moving on, continuing on with um, Google, this is something that we mentioned a few podcasts ago about their URL inspection tool. Um, so it's just a tool for you to be able to check a specific URL, what's going on with it, last crawl date, and things like that. Um, but it's now available to all users, so just wanted to give everybody a heads up because that is a really valuable tool. Um, another update that Google has is that you can now see when people go on through your site. 
um, while searching for images. And so that's just something you can see in Google Analytics. So carrying on, we've got the Washington Post. WAPO. Um, <laughs> yes, launching a TV channel on Twitch, which is a gaming live stream platform slowly starting to evolve. I mean, this makes sense since, um, you know, Jeff Bezos, he owns Washington Post and then Amazon owns Twitch. So Classic corporate synergy. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Twitch has 15 million daily active users. Um, so this channel will launch with two different shows. One of them is called Playing Games with Politicians. Um, where show hosts will interview politicians while playing video games. Hmm. Um, so this is just something I wanted to bring up because I feel like it's a reoccurring theme in these podcasts. More and more pubs are just moving to video. And so that really just kind of speaks to where audiences are. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, there's there's kind of a multiple layers to this. I guess first we'll address kind of like the top issue of, you know, Washington Post electing in this case, and you may be right here where the primary motivation here may be the Bezos connection where they may be electing to kind of build some content on top of a platform like Twitch because there's some synergies there between the business as opposed to them saying, hey, we're going to double we're gonna double down on Facebook Watch or, some, or Instagram uh, TV or something like that. Um, what's interesting about Twitch though in this case is that, you know, Twitch, um, we, we have exotic fish in the office, which you're aware of. And uh, we used to have a Twitch channel for our exotic fish where we could watch them office-wide. Um, unfortunately, the channel kept getting taken down because, as you know, Twitch is primarily for gaming. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's interesting that they have kind of sort of hijacked this a little bit here where they're building content on top of it that seems engaging and great. And they've kind of like wedged gaming in there. It's, they've, it's like... Uh, um, it doesn't really feel as an or organic part of the platform. I don't know what your take is on that, if you feel the same way or not. It's definitely different. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a fun idea. I That's like, for me, that'd be pretty entertaining, I would think, versus, I don't know, sitting down and watching a news channel and seeing it. I, I, very, I very much agree with you. So I wanted to show um, a popular YouTube show that I really like is called Hot Ones. Are you familiar with Hot Ones? I'm not. So they, they get basically celebrities and um, musicians and um, artists, comedians, popular, popular figures in pop culture, and they have them eat increasingly spicy hot wings while they're interviewed. And uh, your face tells me you don't like spicy food. I love spicy food. Oh, you do? I love to like cry and sweat <laughs> and do it, but I don't know if I could talk. And, and that's, <laughs> that's the challenge of the show, and that's what makes it entertaining. And so I could see this very much filling the same niche, but I, I feel like the, the, the addition of it to Twitch is really kind of forced, where it's a really cool idea, but it kind of felt like it had to be video games just to make it fit into the Twitch platform. So I'll be, I guess what I'm interested to see here eventually is if Twitch doesn't go all in on saying, well, okay, we're just a video platform. We're not, we're not going to niche ourselves into just gaming anymore. We're going to go full video, which they've, they've chosen not to do time and time again. So I, I wonder if that would really happen. But this, I feel like, is that intermediary step where they're finding ways to take existing regular content put a kind of a gaming spin on it. And I feel like maybe that's a bridge eventually to just like, well, maybe not gaming content at all. Right. Last thing I wanted to talk about was um, the EU 
is now targeting platforms for copyright violations. Um, so Parliament wants to change the current EU copyright laws to require sites to monitor copyrighted materials um, and also make them legally liable for sharing that copyrighted material. So the proposed changes will allow publishers to charge platforms for displaying snippets of their content. Um, these changes are partly due uh, because EU wants to give publishers the same legal rights as, say, film and music producers. Um, so how it works is that a platform wouldn't necessarily need the copyright licensings, um, just some sort of form or contract with the publisher to share revenue. Um, so it's kind of mixed feelings on this. It seems like everybody's a little bit against it, actually. Yeah, so I think the initial idea of what, what we're talking about here is something that's actually really good. And it may be too late, um, honestly. But when you think about the way that Google operates now, if I search on my mobile phone, I think I saw something the other day that I, it made me laugh. Uh, somebody had searched uh, marketing jobs on, uh, uh, on Google search, and they, they had screen capped their cert, like the way that their, the SERP looked. Mm -hmm. And first was ads, right, the Google ads. And then Google has their new Google jobs, uh, you know, like a rich, uh, rich data area where it basically lists a bunch of local area marketing jobs in this case, right? And then at the very bottom, barely within the screen, you could see one organic result for like Indeed.com or something like that. And it was a joke because they had they had drawn a circle around the ad and they put where Google puts ads. And then they'd drawn a circle around the, the rich snippet area and so go where Google is going to put ads next. And then at the very bottom is organic stuff. And whether or not Google puts ads there or not, they've essentially taken up more and more real estate um, that publishers used to occupy. Now, if Google is self-producing all of that content, that's fine. Uh, Google has every right to do that. And as publishers, we can be salty about it and say, we trusted you, Google, to send us traffic. But we've learned time and time again, you cannot build your entire business upon a platform. Even though you can take advantage of it, you should always be seeking to diversify. That being said, if Google is actively taking your content, which right now, if I ask who's the president of the United States of America, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably get a Google generated answer, but if I asked it something more broad, like who won the war of eighteen twelve, I'm gonna probably get a snippet um, that is taken from another site where the information that I really maybe want that answers that question is gonna probably be scraped from a website that has that information. And it's going to put it at the top, but it's going to give me the answer to my question before they ever click on the site. Now, as a publisher, you never see a dime of revenue from that. You've produced content. Google has taken it and delivered it to the user and completely cut you out of the equation. That doesn't seem fair. And then you have people like Facebook and Twitter and the alike kind of doing similar things. As a digital publisher, I do think it's good that we have legislators that are working on our behalf to make sure that we have the same protections that uh, digital, other digital media forums have. That all being said, this idea that we're gonna work out contracts with the platforms to do it, I mean, ask musical artists how they feel about contracts with Spotify. I mean, how many songs do, does someone have to listen to of Taylor Swift before she actually makes like a decent amount of money? From the same standpoint, how much money would she have made if she was able to actually sell her album? You know, and I get that music, the music business is just totally different now than it was even five years ago, but Generally, what happens when the platforms start getting all the negotiating power for these sort of things, it cheapens it. 
Um, and so I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit skeptical of the execution of this, but I think the spirit is definitely in the right place. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like the EU is on some sort of like weird power trip and they're just like billing Google and GDPR. Well, so this now. is a long trend. So uh, the EU has been going, has won a couple of lawsuits against Google, which have been stemming out for eight years. I saw that Google was appealing one that they had lost like twice now. And so the idea is that Google keeps getting fined billions of dollars from the EU and, you know, they have lawyers forever that can basically keep these things tied up so that they never really have to spend a dime. But I think the EU is a bit frustrated. I think they're ready. I mean, the whole point of GDPR, according to a lot of experts, was basically to try to find some way to stick it to Google and Facebook. And it was just very poorly executed because it really stuck it to publishers and gave a lot more negotiating power to the major platforms. But uh, I do think that we will see them set maybe a trend here with um, kind of maybe saying enough is enough. And I think even if they aren't aren't able to get a legal precedent where they win a victory in court that forces the hand of the platforms, the platforms may eventually just say this is too much trouble. We're going to pivot to a um, we're going to pivot on our own to a model that is going to be not legislated against so crassly. Right. Um, that's all I have. Awesome. That's a pretty, that's an, it's nice, short and sweet today because, um, I was running out of steam as I told you when we walked in the room, but the legislative topics are really relevant one, I think for publishers. I think that's probably something we should think about more often. Um, I talked to a bunch of publishers here recently that lost traffic starting at the beginning of March. Um, and then some that started seeing major drops in April. Um, and these were Google calls its core algorithm updates. But one of the things that I think is really interesting when you notice this is that uh, it's not necessarily things that in the SERP have shifted. If you look more and more, it's that Google is adding more and more of their own stuff into the search engine results page. Meaning, you know, if you search different types of things, you may not get like a website is a mechanism for like getting your answer. Google's gonna start bringing in all this other rich content. And so even though that doesn't mean you went from like ranking two or going from number two in the results to number five, you've dropped in the rankings, your rankings might stay the same, but there may be way more stuff competing for the attention of the potential searcher, which means you lose traffic regardless. And I think as publishers, we've always been subject to changes that the platforms make in their algorithms and things like that. But what happens whenever they start taking the content itself? And I think that's a totally different thing. And uh, I know digital public I'm just preaching to the choir of digital publishers that have been burned which is if you've been in the game long enough everybody's been burned uh, at some point but I don't know I, I I think there's a certain amount of justice in it I don't know what you think yeah I think so I think it's just hard to wrap your head around it or it's hard to believe whether these things will actually happen yeah like you said so many lawsuits they just go and they drag on for years and years and it's really kind of no outcome of it um, but We'll see what happens, as as always. Yep. So thank you guys for joining us once again here on the Publisher Lab. I am Tully Bishop. Show we can alongside me. We will see you back next week.